And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Carry on my way, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. Hey everybody and welcome to episode, yep, we are back to the regular I don't know what episode. <laughs> I think, yes, yes we are. We are the big 3-0. Now, I did kind of have some surprises and stuff scheduled for this, but um, that all kind of fell through. So, it's just me. <laughs> yep, this is the big 3-0. We have done 30 episodes of Lupus Bits as of this podcast. So, yeah. Um, welcome to it. All right. So, before um, I get too far into this, I apparently have housekeeping. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the New World Order. <laughs> okay. So, oh. <sighs> I'm getting comfortable. Uh, housekeeping. All right. So, all seats, I'm just going to read this as it was sent to me. All seats have been filled for the, uh, go away. All seats have been filled for the board of directors. David K. Montoya, CEO, Stephanie J. Barty, that's me, editor-in-chief of publications, Kevin Adams, The World of Myth magazine, Christopher Harris, Editor-in-Chief, Dark Myth Comics. Kyle D. Dobbs, Director of Open Contracts Challenge. Outside Directors are L. Allen Russo, Jr., Founder of New Blood Films and Zombie Works Publications. And Michael D. Duncan, IT Specialist. Okay, that's item number one. Item number two. All members of the board, with the exception of David K. Montoya, will be recognized as junior vice presidents of the Jaysomon Dark Myth Company. Woo-woo! Okay, item number three. David K. Montoya will formally nominate himself as chairman of the newly established board in their first meeting. Hopefully somebody seconds that nomination. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You know me. I'm a smartass. I had to, I had to throw that in there. Ah, okay, item number four. The first, this issue will be the first issue of the World of Myth magazine with the new stipulations put in place back in December. Now, I probably should have clarified what those new stipulations are, but I am pretty sure one of those new stipulations are if you do not have your work in by the 15th of the month, it will not appear in that month's magazine. Okay? I've already been implementing those stipulations. I've already been implementing that particular new rule. You were all warned. You were all told. So far, everybody has either accepted the fact that if they submit it late, after the deadline of the 15th of every month... They're not going to make that issue, and they're all good with being in the next month's issue. Or 
they get their stuff in on time. Uh, also, um, and as I'm doing this podcast, I'm realizing I am one of the biggest breakers of this rule and stipulation. All of our podcasters need to have their podcasts in early um, so that they can be edited and um, prepared to be ready to go on the day they're supposed to be released. Uh, there was a little snafu last week, and my podcast was released late, but that was entirely my fault. Um, I forgot to remind said publisher to publish said podcast. Anyway, okay. Open Contract Challenge 2021. We'll be looking for judges. Contact us at OCC at jzoman.com. Number six. Soft talks have begun between, I would assume, David K. Montoya and San Bernardino County Fairgrounds to nail down a new date for PCE 2021. Woohoo! Which is looking to be either last week of October or mid-September. My vote, I am voting for the last week of October. A, that gives more weeks for COVID to... I want to say a really nasty word right now, but I'm not going to. Go away. And I think it'd be really cool to do like a halloween thing, but that's just my vote. And my vote, it really doesn't count. <laughs> so, you know. Um, and that, I do believe, is it um, for the housekeeping. I'm just going to send a quick message to the man who sent me the housekeeping to find out what those stipulations were. You can hear me typing because I did my nails today. And I'm going to explain why I did my nails today. There we go. Okay. So while we wait for that to come in, uh, welcome to episode 30. I am your host, Lupa Barty. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It has been quite a week, let me tell you. Um, I am your host, Lupa Barty, otherwise known as Stephanie J. Barty. And apparently I'm known now as Lady Lou. Um, on TikTok. I have quite a following on TikTok now. I think I'm like up to 1,200 and last count, last check, it was 1,201 followers. So, um, it was suggested to me by one of my followers who also listens to my podcast. Um, she is a faithful listener every week and stalks me on, um, TikTok. <laughs> Okay, so yes, it is the guidelines that we discussed in December um, about getting the podcasts in on time, about getting your work, your submissions in for the magazine on time. All right, so we're good. If not, I'm pretty sure once this is edited, I'll be told you missed something, and I'll put it in next week's. Anyway. So, oh, excuse me. You know, I started this whole fiasco today of a podcast, and... I don't have my cup of tea. I don't... I got... I got nothing. This is weird podcasting during the day. Which means I need to start podcasting earlier in the week so I can go back to doing it at nighttime when it's dark, when I'm used to it. I was trying to accommodate my um, live studio audience, but... Um, yeah. 
that doesn't work. So, <laughs> um, I'm going to go back to when I'm comfortable and there won't be these large gaps in my brain activity because it's daylight. Um, okay. So I'm going to, um, I got a new toy this week, by the way. Uh, my aunt sent me my birthday money early and she, she owed me for two books. She bought two of my books and, um, got me to order them because I have prime and, um, Hang on. <laughs> we have been interrupted by the live studio audience. Anyway. Um, I may have to pause. All right. So, I don't even know how I'm going to do this. Okay, so I'm going to be joined by the live studio audience. Um, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do this. Because I have to do it on my laptop because I use my phone to record. So, all right, here we go. We're going. We're going. Are we ringing yet? Oh, it's ringing. It's ringing. Success. Okay, we have now been joined by the live studio audience. Live studio audience, say hello. <laughs> He's waving. <laughs> He's waving. Okay. Anyway, as I was saying, um, my aunt owed me for, um, oh, I need to, yes, live studio audience. That entire thing was in the podcast now, by the way, just so you're aware. I'm still podcasting. I'm still recording and you've now, nope, 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 nope. You can't. One of these days, I'll tell everybody who my live studio audience is, but I'm pretty sure my dedicated fans aren't stupid. Anyway, as I was saying before, you know, Saved by the Bell came in, um, my aunt owed me for two books because she had me order two books for her and send them to her because she has lots of money and is cheap. I love my aunt, but, you know, that's a fact. She doesn't have Amazon Prime because my uncle doesn't want to pay for Amazon Prime because they don't use Amazon Prime enough. Um, so I have that she didn't want to pay for delivery, which I mean, I kind of don't blame her because shipping was almost, if not more than the cost of the two books. So I have Amazon Prime, so I get free delivery. So I ordered them for her. So she owed me the money for the two books. And my birthday's coming up next month in, I don't know how many days. It's coming up in 12, 13, 14, 15 days as of the recording of this podcast. Um, so she sent me my birthday money and a little extra, she said. Yeah. Well, with that little extra, I went and bought me an Alexa. Say hello, Alexa. Alexa, say hello. Hi there. <clears throat> See? Told you. I bought me an Alexa, and she's kind of cool. So what we're going to do, because I just went over all those new guidelines with you, and I've, uh, I'm, I'm the, I will admit I am the worst offender probably on the podcast guideline list. 
I know there are only two podcasts right now, and I'm pretty sure the other podcast, The World of Mythbits, gets their stuff in. Like they're, I know they're like a few episodes ahead. Um, I am the, here. It is like the day before the podcast is supposed to come out, and I was supposed to have this in probably like two days ago. So I need to change the reminder on my Alexa to remind me um, earlier in the week so that I can do the podcast. And like I was saying, you know, so I'm going to go back to um, doing it earlier in the week, too. I can go back. I'm going to go back to doing it uh, when it's dark because this is really freaking me out that it's daylight and I'm doing this podcast. Um it makes for those, like, because I can see out the window. So, you know, butterflies, I get distracted by what's out the window. And, uh, yeah, so I got to set, I got to set a reminder, um, to do my podcast on Tuesday instead of Thursday. I meant to do it on Tuesday and it didn't go off. So I have a feeling I set it like out of habit, um, cause I'm used to doing the podcast on Thursdays. So... I'm bugging my live studio audience. Anyway, so yeah, I have an Alexa, and I have a lot of fun with her. I've played, I've played, oh geez, at least three or four games with her. Um, I have her set up that she um, every night when I say good night um, and her name. I'm not going to do it now, but when I say good night and her name, she says nighty night. She tells me to sleep sweet, and then she reminds me to brush my teeth, wash my face, and put cream on. And then in the morning, um, she says, good morning, you are my sunshine, and then tells me to wash my face, brush my teeth, and put cream on. <laughs> I have reminders set up um, to turn my coffee, like to set up my coffee pot the night before, although I do need to change that reminder and add in push down button, because I have put the pod in the coffee pot and not push down the button. Did it again last night. Oh, I make sure that the trays pushed in all the way too. Um, yeah, this morning I ended up with half a cup of hot water before I realized that the tray hadn't been pushed in quite all the way. Then I pushed it in and got what tasted like rebrewed coffee, which is just nasty. Um, so yeah, my, my uh, best friend Crystal was killing herself laughing at me because I was talking to her on the phone when all of this was transpiring because um, we pretty much for the last couple of days have been connected in one way or the other because um, her dog is going through some rough stuff right now. So I'm kind of like giving her all I got to get her through it. But um, yeah, she phoned me this morning because she needed to vent. It was a rough night and uh, she doesn't have the most help. <laughs> like she should. Anyway, that's that's not something I'm going to discuss on here. Um so yeah, she phoned me this morning. Well she she messaged me at two o'clock in the morning. I was asleep. And then she sent me a video at eight thirty in the morning. I ignored her. <laughs> and I know she's gonna listen to this podcast and I'm gonna hear about it. And then she called me at, um, I think it was 20 after 9. 
and I knew by that point in time, if I ignored her phone call, then she was either going to A, show up at my door, or B, keep calling. So I answered the phone. And yeah, so she was killing herself laughing because I'm standing talking to her before I've had my first cup of coffee. So she's very lucky I was able to string words together. And I, you know, got up, pushed the button, went to the bathroom, came back, and I'm looking at, in my coffee cup, and I'm like, she's like, you went quiet, what's the matter? I'm like, well, my coffee cup doesn't quite look right. And she's like, is it cracked? Is it chipped? I'm like, no, it's filling up with water. And she's like, well, that's the point. I'm like, no, 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 it's supposed to be coffee-colored water. This is water-colored water, not coffee-colored water. She's like, oh. And then I looked closer, and I hadn't pushed the tray all the way in so it had pierced the pod but what was happening was the water was actually running down behind the pod and then into the cup so halfway through I pushed the pod all the way in and half of the cup was coffee colored the other half wasn't and it tasted like um you know when um, you're running low on coffee grounds and I mean, anybody who has been in a financially tight situation or camping and it's the last morning, Mike, if you're listening to this, you'll understand this analogy because I know you've been there. It is Sunday morning. You have been at fest for six days. You have used all the coffee grounds that you brought and you realize this Saturday morning as you're putting Baileys in your coffee, now going, oh crap, I can't drive. Thinking, oh, I'll just ask somebody. Somebody around will have coffee grounds. And the day happens. You're attending workshops. You're doing stuff. You're hanging out. And then the night happens and there's the fire and the drumming and the dancing. And, you know, you get into a couple of drinks and you wake up Sunday morning and go, I didn't get any coffee grounds from anybody. So you're looking at the coffee grounds from Saturday morning going, how bad could it possibly be? So you know, anybody who's been in that situation, you just run that hot water right over those grounds again. It's caffeine. <laughs> By Sunday morning, that's all that matters. So that's kind of what my coffee tasted like this morning. The Sunday morning coffee of the last morning of fest or camping. If you've ever been to like a... a I don't know. Boots and Hearts is another good example if you've been to Boots and Hearts because by Sunday morning after partying the entire weekend listening to good country music um, yeah I just stuck my tongue out at my studio, my live studio audience because they don't like country they have no taste in music but anyway <laughs> and the funny, well, the funny thing is, is I have played country while we've been working it's been playing in the background and he's like well that's not a bad song and he does, has no concept of the fact that it's country he doesn't like old country. He can tolerate new country. He can tolerate the new country. He doesn't like the old country. He likes the more poppy country. Not the whiny, I've lost my dog, I've lost my truck, and, you know, my house burnt down. Crying country. <laughs> Not a big Willie Nelson fan. <laughs> anyway. Um... So, let me see, I totally pfft, lost track of what, see, daylight, butterflies, daylight. I completely lost track of where I was going with that. Um, I did, oh yeah, Boots and Hearts, that's another good example. By Sunday morning, you're kind of, you know, just praying to God somebody's going to pour a cup of coffee over you. Um, 
I've had a couple of mornings at fest like that where I have imbibed in the um, libations a little too much the night before and crawled myself out of my tent and prayed to God that the sun would just, you know, vanish from the sky <laughs> because it was too bright. I felt like a gremlin. <sighs> white, bright light, bright light, you know, all that thing. Um, I think I've only ever actually been hung over. Let me see. I can count the amount of times I've actually been hung over in my entire life on one hand. Because I don't like it. I don't, oh no, no. I don't like it at all. Not even, I don't like the headache. I don't like feeling like crap. I don't like drinking to the point where I'm throwing up. I don't like drinking to the point where I'm falling down. <laughs> I don't like drinking to the point where I'm afraid of what's going to come out of my mouth. Because I know a lot. Um, I must maintain absolute and total control of my faculties at all times. So, yeah, I think I've been... My very, very first hangover, I was... 14, I believe. Might have been 13. And I was staying in town. We were at the cottage... And my Uncle Victor had to go into Peterborough. Our cottage was like an hour from Peterborough, 45 minutes from Peterborough. And my Uncle Victor had to go into town, into Peterborough, to do some work. So my cousin Susan, who was much older than I, like she's five or six years older than I am. Um, she's like, well, I want to go back home for the weekend. And, you know, I'm going to take Steph with me. And I'm like, cool. So all the adults like, oh, yeah, great idea, great idea. So my uncle was going in Saturday morning, and he was going to be coming back Sunday afternoon to pick us up. So he brings us in. As soon as, like, I don't even think he'd made it to the end of the street. My cousin Susan's on the phone with her friends. Where are we meeting? What's going on? And she knew this guy who was a good 10 years older than her. Um... He was, um, his name was Rolly, and he drove the transit bus in Peterborough. So she gets a hold of him, and he's like, yeah, we're all meeting up down at this bar, and you guys are more than welcome to come and join us. You know, make sure your cousin looks like she's of bar age. That would be me. And, you know, let's go. So... I th yeah, I think I was 14, 14 or 15 at the time, um, because she dressed me up and I got in, but I have certain attributes that pretty much negate the fact that a doorman's going to look at my face, and we played up on those attributes, so yeah, we went into the bar, we had a good time, and then we went to a house party after, and they were just like feeding me beer and shots, we were doing... Um, what was it? Who were we drinking? I think we were drinking Jack. We were doing Jack Daniels shots and beer chasers. And I, I vaguely remember at one point I'm sitting on this. It's almost like a beanbag stool, I think. <laughs> and I'm trying to throw this bowler hat up in the air and have it land on my head. Now, I never did get it to land on my head, but, but 
I will admit, I, I, I will own up, like own this because it's really cool. I kept getting it on the guy's head behind me that was sitting behind me. I kept landing on his head. It was really cool. I have no idea who this guy was. Um, I don't remember a whole lot of what happened hanging out at Rolly's apartment. I remember they put me in his bed because I was really, really drunk and told me where the bathroom was, but that didn't matter because I couldn't make it to the bathroom. He had a bedroom window right beside, like, he had a, a double bed and the window was like right where the mattress was. So I pretty much kind of rolled myself over to the window, threw the window out, and he was like on the second floor and the window looked out onto the main street of the street that he lived on. And it was a busy kind of street and I just, you know, threw the window up, leaned out, threw out, threw up, out the window onto some poor dude that was exiting the building. But, uh, yeah, the next morning, um, we were back at Susan's and no, we weren't, we stayed the night at Rolly's and, um, I think Susan was dating him or something. I'm not sure. Anyway, the next morning, um, he had to work. So we jumped on his bus, transit bus, got on for free. He took us home and I remember just thinking I wanted to die. The entire trip, I wanted to die on the bus. Like, if anybody had been on public transit back in the 80s, you know what they smelled like. Okay? Especially in a city like Peterborough. You know what they smelled like. Now, try being extremely hungover, where you've spent most of the night heaving up everything but your dignity. And now, um, you're on this public transit bus that's weaving and jostling and rolling back and forth. Uh, we get back to my aunt and uncle's house and my cousin's like, you got to eat something. You got to put something in your stomach. Well, what does she make me? She makes me freaking hot dogs. That's probably like the worst possible thing you could feed somebody who's already hung over and dying. Give them hot dogs. Smell of the hot dogs had me running for the bathroom. But, uh, yeah, so that was, like, the very first time I was ever hungover. And then my uncle came and got us. And my uncle tends to drive, like, his car's on fire. Um, he's a little bit of a speed demon. And the road to the cottage is very twisty-turny. It's a dirt road. It's very bumpy. Uh, and I just laid in the back seat and prayed that, you know, I would get launched out the side window and die. <laughs> I just I mean, I wanted to be out of that car. As soon as we got back to the cottage, I'm like, my grandmother's going to know. The minute she looks at me, she's going to know. Because my grandmother always knew. She knew everything. I couldn't hide anything from her. If she could see me, if she could look at me and look me in the eyes, she knew. So we get back to the cottage, and it's Sunday. Which means it is, uh, my grandparents were God-fearing people. And Sunday was a day of rest. So when we got back, they were all sitting in their shaded communal area in between the two cottages. And there was a seven and seven and a beer waiting for my Uncle Victor. My grandfather was nursing his uh, scotch and water. And my grandmother and my aunt had their gin and tonics. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I am out of here. I bolted into the into the cottage, quickly changed into my bathing suit, threw on a pair of shorts and a tank top, grabbed my towel, and I'm like, I am out of here. 
got in the boat, went to the beach, and I just laid on the sand for the rest of the afternoon and let the sun bake whatever illness was left in me, out of me. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so that was the very first time I, it was the very first hangover I ever had. And I did my utmost best to never, ever, 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 ever have to do that again. Um, I think I've had three. Now that I'm thinking about it, there are only three major hangovers that pop to mind that I can remember because I don't let myself drink to the point where I'm going to have a hangover, which would, I know if Mike's listening is going to surprise him, um, and any, and, and, uh, my other friend that likes to listen with her Saturday mornings with Sally, um, because we drank a lot. Well, it looked like we drank a lot. Now, the group as a whole, there was usually three of us. There was always three of us. Usually there was four or five, but there was always a minimum of three. And we had what we called Bubba. It was a Bubba keg. And it, it looked like a, a beer keg, actually. It was, you know, decent sized, had a handle. And um, we would fill it up with margarita or whatever we happened to be drinking. It always was some tequila concoction. Very rarely was it ever anything other than tequila. Um, and we would take that down to the fire and pass it around. Now, you have to keep in mind, everybody saw us with the Bubba keg. We always had Bubba with us. People always saw us drinking out of Bubba. What most people missed, though, was Bubba got handed around an awful lot to an awful lot of people. And not always were was it drink for drink. It wasn't always reciprocated. And, you know... Bubba was always the first one offered when the call would go up, libation for the drummers. Bubba would get passed around all the drummers and we'd get Bubba back and Bubba would be empty. So a lot of times I only had maybe five or six sips out of any given Bubba at any given time. And I was always the first one that went to bed. Always the first one that went to bed. Um, it was very rare that you found me up at dawn or false dawn, as we like to call it. It's not dawn until you, you make the decision and you're going to bed, and you can clearly see your way into the tent, and it is actually light inside the tent. That's dawn. False dawn is dawn denial. <laughs> We're going to call it dawn denial. And then, of course, you enter in the false birds. Um, those aren't really birds chirping. That's just false birds. But I always was in bed before... It got to false dawn. Um, I've always had... Uh, I used to water ski when I was a teenager. From the time I was six until I was um, 16. Ten years, I water skied. And I didn't just water ski for fun. It wasn't something that we did... Uh, I mean, it was something that we did uh, at the cottage in the summer, but um, my cousin and I, my cousin Stuart and I, as we got older, he, I kind of idolized him a little bit when I was six, seven, eight years old. He's two years and four days older than me, and I idolized him until up until um, I was 10. 
And then he pretty much destroyed any ideology I had of him, any hero worship I had of him. Um, but we were always, always, always very competitive. And um, I had this need to be better than he was in some things. Because in other things, I had absolutely no control over what was happening. So I needed to be better than he was. And I was smaller. I weighed less than he did. Um, I'm a girl, so I have a lower center of gravity than he did. He was a gangly teenager going through puberty that hadn't found his feet. So when it came to water skiing, yeah, he was decent. He could slalom far better than I ever could. I was not really great on one ski. Two skis, I'd blow him out of the water every single time. And barefoot, I'd blow him out of the water every single time. He couldn't barefoot. I can. Could. I am barefoot in a long time. Um, trick skiing, when it came to... Uh, like I said, anything slalom, he blew me out of the water. I was no competition for him when it came to slalom on one ski. Give me the roundhouse, give me the disc, not a problem. I was good at that because I have a lower center of gravity. And I we would, we would compete between the two of us all summer. And we would like practice and push each other all summer long because at the end of the summer the lake that our cottage was on held the regatta, which had swimming competitions and land races and water skiing competitions. And um, all the girls entered for the chance to win the title of Miss Shandos. I only went in once. Um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. And then, you know, after Labor Day in the fall, they did the corn and wiener roast. But the regatta was for the end of the summer. It was in August before everybody went back to work, went back to school. Um, the, the townsfolk came out. All the Lakers came out. And Lakers, I mean, there was townies and Lakers. And because our cottage had been there for so long, um, and we, Stuart and I were there every summer, all summer, we were there was a group of us that was kind of adopted into the townies. So we were Lakers, but we had the same rights and privileges and acceptance as the townies. We got invited to all the really cool stuff. Um, but the regatta was kind of the neutral end of summer gathering where we all got together. We all hung out and it was a good time. So, yeah, we would compete. Stuart and I would compete. Now, like I said, he was two years older than me, so he was in a different age category than I was. But, you know, we would compete in the swimming races. We would compete in the land races. We would compete in skiing. Now, he always beat me in the land races because he was, um, I was, how tall was I? I was like four feet tall, four and a half feet tall. Um, I think I hit five feet in grade seven, maybe grade eight. I didn't hit five, three to high school. Um, and he was like, he, now he's six, three, six, four, I think. So he's, he was always taller than me. Like we have pictures of the two of us standing together and, uh, he's, he's like, I come up to, you know, his armpits, his shoulders. So he always beat me on the land races cause his legs were longer than mine. But, uh, yeah. So, 
my, I, um, from years and years and years of water skiing. Now, you have to remember, it. yeah, it's on water. But when you're zipping across the top of that water at however, you know, 70, usually like we would go in my Uncle Victor's boat and he had a 75 horsepower motor on that boat. So you're going at a fair clip. You hit that water, it's like hitting concrete when you go down. Um, I took a, a nasty spill and uh, damaged my my knees. Um, so I've always had knee problems. And then I did gymnastics in public school and in high school. And I, my, my, uh, I mean, I was, I did okay on the mats. I was all right on the mats, but, um, my thing was the balance beam. I was really good on the balance beam and I, you would think I would have learned from high school not to be cocky and overconfident, <laughs> But yeah, I got cocky and overconfident and I was trying to impress a boy and I went into a backwards cartwheel, you know, where you bend over backwards and you, you put your hands on the beam and you bring your bottom and my foot slipped because, um, I had used a little too much chalk on my hands. So the beam was fairly chalky and I wasn't supposed to be doing any, um, any tumbling. I wasn't supposed to be doing any cartwheels. I wasn't supposed to be doing any walkovers. It was, I was strictly on the beam that day, uh, for balance training. Um, I was supposed to be doing like the one foot up and down the whole, I wasn't supposed to be doing anything that involved my feet leaving the beam, but it was, you know, I was trying to impress a boy. So my feet hit the beam and one foot went to one side of the beam. One foot went to the other side of the beam and they both came forward and I landed on my tailbone, and I cracked my tailbone. So I've always had lower back and knee issues. So part of the reason why I would always end up in bed early is once the dew would set in at night, dancing around the fire barefoot, um, my feet would get cold. Once my feet get cold, then my ankles get cold, then my lower legs get cold, then my knees start to ache, and it works its way all the way up to my hips, and then I'm out. That's it. I'm done. If you see me sitting in my chair around the fire, when, like if I've been up dancing all night and socializing and having a good time, and then you look over and I am sitting in my chair and I've got my shoes on and my socks on and my pants on under my skirt um, or my legs are wrapped in a blanket, you know it's a matter of 10 to 15 minutes when I will be packing up my chair going, I'm out, I'm going to bed. That's it. I'm done. I'm going to bed. Because um, once my, my hips start to ache, the only thing that works is lying down. It's the only thing that works. So then I just, I go to bed. Because I'm not going to sit there in pain just to stay up. No. I'm out. <laughs> so I was always like one of the first ones in bed. Um, now, mind you, it wasn't until like three o'clock in the morning. That's when I would toddle my happy little bottom off to bed but yeah I was always in bed I was always one of the first ones in bed um <laughs> it's really funny because I was always one of the first ones in bed and I was always the last one up <laughs> always and it was always the chatter of the other people I was camping with outside my tent that would wake me um 
I would take, we would do uh, the girls camping trip to um, a festival and it was six days of camping and it was just us girls. So I would take my daughter with me. And by this, like, by the time, like, you have to be a certain age to go on the mom and daughter girls. This is just something that me and my best friend at the time um, decided to do because she would bring her two daughters. I would bring my daughter and it would be like an entirely girl thing. And, but you had to be a certain age because you needed to be able to get yourself up. You needed to be able to find your own way to the outhouse. You needed to be able to open the cooler, get yourself an apple, get yourself a handful of grapes, grab yourself a breakfast bar and don't bug mommy till mommy wakes up because this is mommy's vacation. And it would, it would be my vacation because I worked and I would book that week off every single year to go. And... You know, my daughter would get up and she would, you know, very quietly unzip the tent. Because back then I was not a morning person. Um, and I mean, people that have camped with me <laughs> and have been with me at Fest um, still to this day tease me about, you know, if she doesn't have a cup of coffee in her hand in the morning, don't talk to her because she'll eat you. And uh, I'm much better now, people. Much better now. I can carry on a polite conversation with real words and not just sounds of snarling before I've had coffee. Back then, no. <laughs> no. No. And if you irritated me enough to actually form words, um, the best option you had at that point was running. Because if I caught you, I would kill you. I was not a morning person at all, any way, shape, or form. And there were people that um, I knew back then that enjoyed the fact that I wasn't a morning person and would purposely come by and uh, irritate me just because they found it fun. Yep. Just because. And I, I don't understand why I'm still friends with this person, but... I don't know. It's been 20 years, I guess. <laughs> That's why I'm still friends with them. It's been 20 years. But, uh, yeah. Um, and, I mean, I've, I've been there to help him out in a pinch when he's needed it. Um, and that, and I know an awful lot about him. So, I think that's why we're still friends. I know who he is outside of his public persona. So I think that's why. But yeah, he, he, he enjoyed. I think that's probably why I made sure he drank so much at night because I knew that he wouldn't be up before me. But we were just, okay. In, in his defense, I guess we teased him just as much as he enjoyed coming by and riling me up before my first cup of coffee in the morning. Um, he is a consummate bachelor. I don't think this man is ever going to settle down. Ever. Ever. He, well, no. He's he's into his 50s now. So, the, the odds of him even having offspring, unless there's illegitimate ones out there he doesn't know about, which is a possibility. Because, you know, <laughs> I've seen some of the things that he toddled off at Fest with and... I think the best comment, though, 
was the one night he toddled by and we had been back and forth with each other. He really didn't like our one friend. And I'm not exactly sure why. I don't know what transpired. I can't comment on what transpired. Um, he did lean over at one point in time and sniffed her and told her she smelled married, which she took great offense to. <laughs> Uh, me, he never treated me, he's always ever treated me anything like a little sister. And, it, uh, the hugging, I, I've told him about it too, and I think, yeah, now I, I shouldn't have told him about it, because I know he does it on purpose. He'll, he'll hug me kind of like almost in a headlock, and my nose is right at pit level. It's a good thing he's very self-conscious about smelling good, especially when camping. Um, because he will headlock hug me, and then kiss the top of my head, and then pat me on the top of my head and send me on my way. But I'm like his kid sister. So we were teasing him the one night, and he he was wandering by the campsite and made a comment to a friend of ours about, I hope your tent is waterproof. We laughed it off and looked at the person he was wandering by with and said, well, you know, you are what you eat. That night, our friend's tent that he had very little regard for apparently was not waterproof. <laughs> um, yeah, she almost floated away. She woke up and her air mattress was actually floating inside of her tent. Um, so we kind of scaled back our teasing a little bit. Um, well, at least she did. I didn't really. I did, but I, you know, I wasn't really one to throw out the teasing to him. I was just one of the ones that was there going, <laughs> I can't believe she just said that to him. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I was, and I would whisper stuff to the, the, the two with the mouths that would say the stuff. Um, yeah, I will fully own the fact that I, yes, was an instigator. I instigated a lot of shenanigans. Surprise, surprise. Yes, I instigated a lot of shenanigans. Um, they acted on them. I just suggested, I was just the idea man. I came up with the good ideas. But, Yeah. I always, uh, I think that the whole, this whole conversation was really why I went to bed early at fest. That's why. Yeah, I think I've had like three big hangovers. And one of them was not actually um, a hangover. Uh, it was the very first time I'd ever had red wine in my life. Now, if you know me, you know that I am allergic to red grapes. This is one of the ways... Uh, one of the symptoms of that allergy before I was diagnosed as being allergic to red grapes, I had two glasses of red wine um, at a party and I did not feel well. I all of a sudden had a blinding migraine, which, yes, I understand is um, can be a side effect of red wine for some people. And I started throwing up and I went home and I just felt awful. Like, just horrid for about 24 hours. 
on two glasses of red wine. So I, I kind of chalk that up as a hangover, but it's not really a hangover. And then the third one was my 25th birthday. What did I turn? It was either I was turning 25 or I was turning 30. Um, I think it was my 20, it was my 25th birthday. Yeah, it was my 25th birthday. And, uh, I'm just trying to think. When did we get, where are we living on? Okay, yeah, it was my 25th birthday. My 25th birthday. My friends took me out and, um, kept feeding me shots and uh, mixed drinks and I by the end of the night I'm not even sure what I was drinking we ended up at Jimmy's Pizza which once the bar closed you could go to Jimmy's Pizza it was a restaurant and it was open to like four o'clock five o'clock in the morning and you could drink alcohol out of a coffee cup you know they called last call you could no longer legally serve alcohol so how he got around it was he would serve it in a coffee cup so that nobody would know that he was illegally serving alcohol and we continued drinking and I remember at one point in time I was hanging off the fence between Jimmy's Pizza and the Dairy Queen and pretty much my dignity came up that night and I went back to the restaurant and just kind of leaned forward onto the glass and looked at my friends because we were sitting right by the window and I need to go home so John brought me home and all he did was just open the door and kind of pour me into my apartment and um, my ex, who I was living with at the time, he was getting ready for work. And we had a Rottweiler. And she did not like the smell of alcohol. And she heard me. So she came whipping around the corner to, oh, mommy's home, mommy's home, mommy's home. And as soon as she smelled me, she stopped dead in her tracks and started growling. And she, was, she had the, the, this confused look on her face because I looked like mommy. I sounded like mommy, but I didn't smell like mommy. And I spent the day lying on the couch wishing I was dead trying to make sure that my two children, both of my boys, did not kill each other or me. Because <laughs> I think they were... Uh, yeah, it was my 25th birthday. Because... No, maybe it was my 23rd. William was two. So it was 1994. 24. Yeah, it was my 25th. It was my 25th birthday. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. So there's your lesson on why you shouldn't drink. Just saying. Uh, I don't know how this turned into a my days of drinking podcast. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how we ended up going down that road. Um, I guess it's because it's the 30th episode, um, which for me is a big deal. I have done a heap ton of podcasts. Um, and I'm kind of proud of that fact. And I've, I've been at this one now for 30 episodes, which is 30 weeks. Uh, yeah. It's almost, that's 22 weeks shy of a full year of lupus bits. So... 
happy 30th to me. Look at I'm 30 again. Woohoo. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to be 30 again. I don't. I really don't. Um, Because that was 18 years ago. Yeah, I'm old. And I had a two-year-old. Ugh. I had a toddler. Now, mind you, this was before she she um, hit puberty and turned crazy. She was too. She was cute and well-behaved. Um, yeah, it had to be my 25th because I was not in Canada for my 30th birthday. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of... We've talked about it. I've mentioned it. I kind of had a, a mental breakdown around that time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It is what it is. Oh, it's getting dark. Yay! It's getting dark. <laughs> Another day down. One more day closer to spring. Um... So I got some good news this week. Uh, because of my heart condition, my doctor doesn't want me going out into the public. And, oh, my live studio audience is now looking bored. <laughs> or half asleep. Um, so I will be going on to um, disability, which will enable me to actually um, have a place of my own. So I'm excited about that. Uh, it's not going to be anything, you know, grand or whatever. Um, no. What the heck happened there? So, yeah. So, I'm excited about that. Um, I think it's kind of cool. The, oh, ringy dingy. Good grief. All right. Um, so, yeah, I think it's kind of cool. That uh, I will be able to have my own place. I've never actually lived on my own. Like by myself on my own. I've lived with my kids. I've lived with my ex. I uh, lived with my parents. Um, lived with a roommate. I've never been by myself. I mean, even now, like I'm the only one in the trailer. But the house is right there. I'm not by myself. Um... So this is going to be a new experience, a new adventure for me. So I'm excited about it. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's going to take a while, but hopefully I will be in my own place um, before spring, by spring. Um, and we will see. So, okay, I think I'm going to wrap it up for this week. Oh, oh, wait, I did want to mention, um, if you're still hanging around listening, um... I I did mention earlier, it was presented to me as a suggestion, and I never did follow through on that idea because I got interrupted. Okay, so it was suggested to me um, that I do my podcast, and I also do it as a live stream on TikTok. So, and this way I can take questions, I can, you know, answers, I can be harassed by people who you know, want to watch me, whatever. Um, yeah, so I'm thinking um, I might even do it 
say, the week of my birthday. Uh, my birthday is the 12th of February, so I might do it that week, maybe. I want to build up some hype. I want to make sure that I'm going to get some people in the room, and I'm not just sitting there looking at my moderators going, well, this is fun. <laughs> So yeah, I'm thinking of live podcasting, so y'all could come over to TikTok and watch me while I'm podcasting, throw some questions at me, whatever, and then it'll be recorded and that'll be the podcast that'll be released that week. So let me know what you think. Let's hear your thoughts. Um, I know uh, a friend of mine is doing something similar over on Twitch, so yeah. Let me know what you think. All right, I'm going to wrap this up for this week. If you want to find me, you can find me on Facebook at The World of Myth Magazine or Stephanie J. Barty, author. You can find me at Lupus Bits, the podcast. Over on Twitter, I am at all those same places. Except just type in at Lupa B and you'll find me. I'm there. On Instagram, I am Stephanie Barty, author. I am Stephanie Bart, Stephanie Lupa. Barty, author. I am Luhu Baskets. I am Lupa's Bits, the podcast. Um, yeah, that's it. Over on TikTok, I am Lady Luhu. That is L A D Y L U H O O. So find me. Come find me, me, my friend. <laughs> and I will hope you guys all have a good week. Stay warm. It's supposed to get super cold this week. So, at least where I am, it's super cold right now. Um, so, yeah, stay warm, stay healthy, and stay groovy. All right, see ya. Carry on my There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry, Don't you cry.